Aww. Becky and Cam hotline. <laughs> Hi, hurry up. This is Becky speaking. Cam is also on the line. What's your problem? Hi there. Hey. Becky and Cam hotline. Okay, we are recording. It's the Becky and Cam hotline on the road. Part two. Part two. We're out here. We're, you know, touring the country, taking comedy to the masses, finally. Yeah, we're a little bit delayed. Um, It's making me feel very far away from you and even more disconnected to you. Yeah, me too. I think that's something that's really on my mind at the moment. I feel so disconnected from everything and everyone. Right. And, and why do you think that is? Um, just the pandemic, um, the mm. war that rages on, mm. fractured friendship groups and family dynamics. You know, we've, we've never been so political before. We've never been at each other's throats like this. And it's, I think it's after so many years of being so strong. And mm. being everyone's rock, mm. I am actually starting to feel the effects of living in one of the worst times. Now, when you say war, what are you talking about here? Oh, culture war. Culture okay. war. Not necessarily yeah. the war raging in Europe at the moment. You're talking mainly about the culture war. Well, is there a war in Europe? Yeah, that's what I thought you were referring to. I thought you were oh. talking about the Russia... So it's like an ongoing Cold War, you know, like we've been thinking the Cold War ended in the 80s. It didn't. It's actually still going to this day. What was the Cold War? Is that where um, some people were cold and other people were like, just warm up. Here's a jumper. And they were like, don't, don't. I don't want to borrow your jumper. Do you think that's a real thing that happened? Because you just talked about it like it was real. But where could you possibly have even read that? I just know sometimes when someone's like, do you want to borrow a jumper? I'm like, no, don't, because then I'll have to like return it. And then there's a stress because you own the jacket for a while. And then you've got like, it's in your room and it reminds you like, oh, you've got to get around to get returning that jacket or like that sweater or whatever. And it's like, makes me really angry. And it feels like, like in a way it does feel like warfare sometimes. Well, no, that's not what I was talking about. I was talking about the literal Cold War, the USSR, who have been waging a sort of uh, intellectual and emotional and spy warfare on the West for a very long time. And um, and, and it's totally okay, different well, I'm gonna to have, I'm going to have jumpers. to interrupt there and drop my dumb girl act, but that's actually not true. In fact, the West is, uh, you know, often has been painting Russia as a villain mm. for their own political game. But <laughs> look, let's not get into it. Now, um, obviously, you come from a biased attitude here because your family are Russian. So you are, and you're always rushing around yourself. You're always zipping from to and fro, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> going yeah. from places, cafes to yeah, bars and, and, to uh huh, and and borrowing things and not returning. <laughs> so you're you take this very personally. Whereas I, as someone who has grown up in the privilege of a Western white society, 
um, in Australia, I I can sit back and be a little bit more apathetic towards Russia. Right. I just yeah. think if you think that America gives a shit about democracy and that this any of this has anything to do with trying to maintain democracy, you have your fucking head in the sand, honey. And I hope it's not the sand of the countries that America is currently tormenting. Also, you know, under the name of democracy, but no one really gives a shit about that, do they? But look, let's not get political. I don't want to start a fight with you. Not another one. Yeah. Um, Well, I do have my head in the sand and it's not the sand of the Middle East. It's not the sand of, uh, you know, Egypt or Africa. It is the sand of Libya, Syria. It's it's, countless other countries that have been. Yeah, it's not that sand. um, My head is in the sand of the Gold Coast, uh, Queensland. Yeah, I'm I'm here. My head is firmly Mm. planted in the golden sands of surface paradise. And um, yeah, I'm loving every second of it. I love it up here. That's so exciting. Have you built a sandcastle? Have you frolicked? I've frolicked. I've uh, dabbled in various local cuisines. I had yeah. an acai bowl this morning from a cafe, um, wow. which I, I did not. I didn't like the decor of the cafe, but I did enjoy the acai bowl. And what about um, what are you gonna have for lunch? Like Nando's, Guzman, um, Subway. <laughs> Maybe a That's zombrero. I saw a zombrero. Um, I yeah. What else am I going to do? Well, yesterday when I got here, I went to Infinity, which I haven't mm-hmm. been to since I was about twelve years old. And for mm-hmm. anyone who has never been to Infinity, you've been there, right? You you know what it is. Yeah, I lost my virginity at, at an Infinity. I lost my virginity at Infinity. <laughs> Yeah, it was really, um, I didn't know who the guy really was. Scary. We just met in there. <laughs> yeah, it was really crazy. So, <laughs> Infinity <laughs> is um, a fun house, right? That's how you describe it. It's like a... It's a laser, a laser spectacular. Yeah, yeah. It's a kind of a spectacular. It's like a hall of mirrors, like what you see if you were to go to like a fun fair or a carnival and mm. they go, hey, come through here. It's like a hall of mirrors, but it's futuristic. And there's lasers going everywhere and dance music. And sometimes the the floor is like jumping castle material. And sometimes the walls cave in on you and they're made out of like balloons. And sometimes- Did you freak out? Did you, have a, did you have a panic attack? I did not have a panic attack, but I went with Conchetta Caristo, um, and her boyfriend Ben Koshin and they both had panic attacks. Really? <laughs> Especially Conchetta. She freaked out in one of the dark um halls where you're like you walk through a pitch black hallway and things drop down at you from the ceiling and she was screaming the entire time. Well she needs to get used to that because what if she wants to go on on a celebrity get me out of here? Yeah. They're gonna true. put her in tunnels and they're gonna drop spiders on her and if she can't no. handle infinity, how is she gonna handle that? And I'm going to have to talk to her. I say that about life, you know. If you can't handle infinity, how are you going to handle <laughs> life, you know? Because this is the real wow. world, you know. It's like it is a hall of mirrors. It is like yeah. illusions and, Things you know, are not what they seem. Things, things are never are... what they seem. <laughs> so it's actually great training. It's great training too. You should start going there every hour, like an hour <laughs> of every day. Trying to do a speed run. To... 
Yeah, and just try and get used to things not being what they seem. Yeah, I, I recommend it. If anyone's ever coming to the Gold Coast, check out Infinity and do some fucking training on your life because this you know, is it's, the real it's like, world. It's like, it's like, I'll try and um, relate it to a real-life experience I had. I ordered a certain type of flavor of Ben & Jerry's that's one of my favorites. Yeah, which flavor? Um, it's It's got, like, pretzels and mm. caramel, and it's got, like, a peanut kind of brittle running all through oh, it. Oh, yeah. That one's called Fat Fuck Fun Day, I think. No, it's not. Yeah, I think so. No, I think so. it's not. They, they don't swear. It's Fat they Fuck Fun Day. <laughs> it's not it's, Fat Fuck. It's I, not. I think it's Fat Fuck Fun Day. No, it's, like, Chunky Fudge Peanut something. It, the names are not as crazy as you're <laughs> making them out to be. <laughs> They're not. <laughs> I swear to God, it has the word fuck written on the no. carton. I swear to God, it does. No. It doesn't. Really? Yeah. Anyway, it's my favorite and I ordered it and then like the store just, it didn't have that flavor left. So it took it upon itself to no. choose what they think I might want. I don't like they that. just, and it's like, okay, cool. They don't have that. Guess what? Give me something with cookie dough. Give me something mm. chocolate. Give me mm. something like Bit of salt fish in there. food. Mm. Yeah, like anything else, but how? You know what they gave me? What? Strawberry shortcake. No one ever in the history no. of Ben and Jerry's has ordered strawberry shortcake. No one wants it. It's fucking gross. I ben, didn't want it. Jerry, if you're listening, and we know you are, discontinue this product. We don't want strawberry shortcake. No one likes it. Ben and Jerry's is about the bold flavors of chocolate and doughy and mm. and like you know it's like adult come like come here and fucking indulge i don't want a sweet little strawberry strawberry shortcake flavor like and it kind of almost no. had a yogurt like that the ice cream wasn't sweet enough yeah. it was kind of like no. a little bit sour or something and i'm like cool well i guess life is never what it what it seems because i thought i was getting one totally. thing and then, lo and behold i get that so I've had one really bad experience with strawberry shortcake Ben and Jerry's where I bought, it was the only tub left at Coles. And mm. so I bought it reluctantly. And when I got home, I opened it up and it had like separated in the heat. It was clearly an old tub. No one wants this fucking thing. And so like what? the cream had separated from the water in the ice cream. And it was like this weird blob of, floating bits of cream in water inside the oh my top. God. It's just so fucked because they often say the cream will rise to the top and, like, it that's doesn't. supposed to be a good thing. Yeah. And it's like, well, it's actually fucking gross when that happens. Yeah, it's actually really gross. And uh, as someone who works in the entertainment industry, let me just say the cream doesn't often rise to the top. No, often the cream is floating around the middle. Yeah. Just the, hoping, hoping to get to the top, but like not really being let up there. Because there's some people that have been at the top for a long time and they're not willing to step aside or to Like there's some guys like, who have the cup, their, their skin looks like cream. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they've been on TV for a long time and they look like cream. They look like big blotted chunks yeah. of cream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that, I won't say anything more. Yeah, well, you don't need to. You know, that just put an image in all of our heads of exactly mm. who you're talking about. We all yeah, know. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes the, bl- the clotted um, clump of cream is wearing a blazer. Most times. Most times most they're wearing a blazer. And they're talking about the news and, and mental health. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Often, often. And, yeah. um, and you know what? And then the cream is sort of floating just below them and thinking... When are these when are these guys gonna die? When are they gonna pass away? So we can we can be on top for once. Yeah, exactly. And but, that's um, something to think about. And and, about. <laughs> and it does relate directly to infinity. Yeah, because sometimes you never know what's gonna happen in life, you know. So whether it's so, yeah. ice cream related or your career. And so yeah. it's important. Or, or, or having a sexual experience at infinity. Exactly. Sometimes you don't and even know someone, that's going to happen. Exactly. And he told me his name was Percy, but I found out later it was Mark. What the hell? Maybe yeah, Percy. and he works there. So maybe Percy was a nickname or something? Mm, I don't know. He maybe. was the cleaner. He cleans infinity and he has to do yeah. it in the dark? Yeah. <laughs> They make him do it with all the lasers yeah. going and the sounds and yeah. the dark. They're also going to prepare him for life. Because <laughs> he didn't know he was going to be a cleaner, you know? No, no. He studied um sports management. Yeah, but he's ended and, up uh, cleaning at infinity and he's all the better for it. Mm, I miss him. Yeah, you you are always very attached to the person you lose your virginity to all through your life, even if you – you know, never move end. on, you never see them again or, you know, they drift out. You'll always mm. hold a fondness for the person that you lose your virginity to in your heart. <coughs> he had the softest touch. Yeah, they all do. They all do. I think the bleach had sort of... By the way, thanks for coughing directly into the microphone. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> you know, I'm feeling a little run down. Mm. Mm. I'm... You know, it's possible I have COVID-19, but my boyfriend bought a pack of tests during the time where you couldn't get any, and we've actually, it's turned out that they're fake. What the Some fuck? nifty little um, entrepreneur just put together a bunch of fake tests. That's insane. Why? Well, to make a dollar. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that's true. I guess I, if I had the wherewithal and the know-how, I would be making fake rapid antigen tests as well and selling them to local dipshits hither and thither and yon and making yeah. big bucks. Totally. Um, but I can't it do is any crazy of that. Though, like, the kind of like uh, effort that goes into making a fake test. Yeah, you've got to buy all the plastic parts and the paper <laughs> and all that. Right, I had to, to put like the numbers and shit on the outside. It's yeah. like just get tiny. a machine to. At this point, you may as well be making a real test. I know, I know. <laughs> it's like you're doing everything. What are you missing? You just don't have you the right liquid. You don't have the right clear like, liquid. Get a, get a become a scientist. At yeah. This point. That's what I I often think that about con artists. I'm like, it just must be the best rush in the world because you're putting in all the effort of being an actual um, businessman and Mm. setting up all these fake websites for people to like, you know, for your business to kind of trick people into donating money and all that shit. But it just must feel so good to know that you're tricking people and that's what stops you from going the extra step to actually yeah, being legitimate. Totally. I think like, you know, in a way, <clears throat> it's the greatest kind of art form of all is being a con artist. Yeah. I guess. You know? And if they I should have It'd be so cool if there was an art school in Sydney for con artists. <laughs> 
and they still wore all the art. Like they still wore like, you know, a little vest and a hat. It would be so annoying because con artistry is the last art form that's kind of owned by the um, proletariat, by the poor people, by the down on their yeah. luck. But if they made con art schools, it would just be rich kids whose parents totally, are paying like, their tuition. I know. And then the con artists would be sharing memes like, yeah, cool. Like, it's really easy being a con artist when your parents work, both work for the biggest fucking pharmaceutical company <laughs> in Australia. And then we'd all have to support just the local con artists. Yeah, yeah. They'd be like, yeah. like gallery openings for our local con artist friends. Yeah, for the working class con artists. <laughs> yeah. For the people who dared to just cold call you and, you know. There used to be a guy who would go around and he had these wooden butterflies and he would sell them mm. to people, just get your money and then run off. <laughs> what? Like he'd have these awesome. little... Yeah, and he'd sell them to tourists, and then when they'd get their money, he'd be like, I'll just go back to my suitcase and get them for you. And then oh, he'd just run God. away. Mm. I mean, that's really low-level conning, isn't it? That's just saying, yeah. hey, can you give me five bucks and I'll go over there and get you something? Yeah. <laughs> and then just running away? That's yeah. not that intelligent to do that shit. But also, it was, yeah, it was <laughs> such little money that, like, he could kind of operate in that area for a while without people mm. chasing him down or whatever. Just flitting around. Yeah, like a butterfly. Like a butterfly, <laughs> yeah. Very beautiful. It's beautiful, actually, in a way. It was beautiful. Has anything happened to you on tour? Anything well, funny? Um, I was just in Brisbane before this for three days. I did the um, Good Chat Comedy Club, which is awesome, and all the shows oh. sold out. And a lot of Bam Bams came out. Mm. A lot of Bam Bams came to the um, solo show I did on Thursday, which was fucking awesome. Great to see everyone there. Thanks, Bam Bams. Um, so I was staying in a house for free. One of the guys that runs the club said he's not going to be there. He's going to be in Adelaide so I could stay at his place for free, which is great. Place to myself. Okay, can I just say something? Um, another life lesson, first life lesson, nothing is what it seems. Mm. Another thing, uh, nothing is ever free. That's true because Infinity costs $27.90 for an adult ticket and you think yeah. it would be free, but then yeah. – because you think most things are free, but then you show up and say, mm. oh, I want to go into the Hall of Mirrors, and they go, great, that's $27.90. Hand over your, wow. your hard-earned cash. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, I think, great, free Ecom in Brisbane, walking distance to the pub that I'm performing in, walking distance to food, this is going to be great. I show yeah. up at this house, and I'm greeted at the door by a Border Collie, um, named Slipper, who's just okay. si sitting there. I don't know there's a dog there. Why was he left alone? Uh, well, they had someone coming in and out twice a day to, like, check in on this dog, Slipper, and feed <laughs> the dog and take it for a walk. But okay. so I didn't even know there was going to be a dog there. And I like dogs. I love dogs. Mm. But I also was looking forward to not being around a dog for a week. Yeah, not being woken up at 5 a.m. Yeah, exactly. So I just kind of went, okay, there's a dog here. And then the note that they'd stuck to my bedroom door said, um, someone's going to come in and check on the dog twice a day. And then <sighs> within like five minutes, the door opened and someone came in 
to like take oh, care of the dog. And she was a lovely person, but she yeah. um also just sat down and watched TV for like half an hour. Oh my god. <laughs> you should this have was... just said like I'll look after Slipper for the days that I'm here. Yeah, I ended up saying I'll feed Slipper in the morning and evening and stuff and I I said I would take her for a walk and all that kind of shit. I played with her a little bit. But yeah, this uh I mean lovely person, but still like there's someone coming in and out twice a day. There's a dog, the neediest dog um, I've ever encountered in my life. This dog, Border Collies are incredibly needy because they're working dogs and they need to run around and they yeah, want to be around they need people. Instructions. They want to fetch. They need instructions. Yeah. They need shit. So this dog would freak out if I wasn't in the room with it because it would start to, it would like, it would be asleep and I'd leave the room and go up to my room and then I'd hear it bark from downstairs because it had clearly woken up and been like, where the fuck yeah. is he? And it would bark. Yeah. yeah. Hey, dude. Hello. And then it would come uh-huh. running up the stairs and find me and be like all excited that it found me in my bedroom. Uh-huh. That happened in the middle of the night. Like it happened at like four in the morning. I heard this bark from downstairs and then it sprinted up the stairs <laughs> and jumped at my bedroom door so hard that it, actually pushed the bedroom door open which i'd shut and then it like jumped up onto my bed at four in the morning honestly like scared the shit out of me because i heard barking and stuff i thought someone was breaking in to the apartment and so i messaged the guy the next day and he was like oh yeah yeah she always does that she um she can push she can push open the doors in the apartment and stuff terrifying and push open the doors. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. She, um, <clears throat> she can light a match. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird. She's learned how to grip a knife, and she's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she um she knows she puts a bunch of thumbtacks uh on facing upwards, um <laughs> as, you know, in a sort of sort of prank style, Home Alone style type thing. So yeah. <laughs> she's been putting buckets of water and slime above the door. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's really good at setting traps. It's really Yeah, she always does that, so Yeah, so she's really smart, but she's really friendly and just feed her twice a day and watch out for the traps. And yeah. um and yeah, free a com. Free a com can't <laughs> complain too much. Oh, free a com is never good. No. It's never it's never good. It's a fucking nightmare. It's all it is always it? ends up being bad. And right now they've for this Gold Coast Comedy Festival. They've put us all up in um, five-star accommodation. So it's wow. like... Are you in the QT? I'm in the QT. The Gold Coast QT is actually good. I was complaining to my friend the other day. I'm like, I hate the QT in Melbourne. It's all like sexual. And mm. was I telling you, maybe I told you on the last podcast, but I was in a really bad mood in Melbourne last time I was there and I was staying at the QT and I got into the elevator and it, it like talks to you and I got in the elevator in a furious mood and it, and it went, um, looking a bit peaky, you need a bit of blush. What the fuck? And I was like, fuck off. And then I walked out and I could hear it go, ooh, someone's a diva. What the fuck? I know. And then it, it's just like, is it I some, just is that programmed by a robot or is that someone doing it live? I think it must be programmed, but it was like so weirdly accurate. And then, like, I got in there with wearing a short skirt the next day, and it was like nice pins. That's got to be like, so- that's someone doing it live. There's like a lady in a control room watching the watching <laughs> like CCTV around the hotel and just saying oh things God. to people. 
I just hate these newfangled hotels where they're like, ooh, are you staying with us? Fuck off. (laughs) Maybe like, oh, we're a little bit crazy here. Uh, Everything's dark. And are you sure you want to do that? (laughs) And like everything, like there's always a little note by the fucking minibar being like, ooh, we love to indulge, don't we? I'm like, why are you treating me like I'm in trouble all the time? Yeah, I don't, I just I don't stay, love it. I just want to stay at a Hilton or like a hotel where it's like, hey, we're a hotel, welcome. Yeah. Come and stay and be comfortable. Like QTs are always like, ooh, don't slip over on this weird little fucking rickety ass stand we've put there. <laughs> it's, like, it's all sexual. They've got like lube and condoms and stuff. It's like... I don't need my hotel to be like talking and like flirting with me and nagging me. Like I just want to go somewhere and it's like the sheets are really nice and there's a marble bathroom. Like I just want to be treated like a human being. I don't want to be treated like a future sexual partner by my hotel. That's a great point, Becky. That's such a great point. They've <laughs> made you. they've made this hotel too horny. There's a nightclub downstairs. And yeah, it's like pumping. It pumps from like six PM. It's called Stingrays, and it's oh, yeah, like this like downstairs nightclub, and it's just full of all the people that are staying here, and they're all like you know people in their forties that are here yeah, on a dirty all weekend. People who aren't their wives. Everyone's here on a dirty weekend. Bernard Fanning is here with his wife. We saw Bernard Fanning and his wife walking around from Powderfinger, yeah. and I was just like, oh, they live in Brisbane, I think. So yeah. they've come here just to have like a dirty little sex weekend. It's so weird to go, oh, I, I know that that celebrity and his wife have driven 40 minutes away just to have sex somewhere where their kids aren't. It's really weird. Yeah, just to guide it in. <laughs> yeah, and like, you know, stingrays and pumping. And the guy on the front desk is like this model and um, he's like shitting on the hotel while he's checking me in as well talking about like no there's no loyalty there he's like, like you can eat at the um restaurant if you want but personally i would never eat there wow and then he goes i mean the burgers are okay if you're into a burger and i'm like well you've just told um, me not to eat here dude like do you think yeah, they act like they're better than the hotel in some way exactly the whole hotel has this attitude of detachment like <laughs> yeah i guess we're a hotel and uh, i guess like and they're, they're always wanting to know your secrets like or if you're hungover they're like if you're hungover, let the, the um, concierge know and we'll send up some goodies. And it's always like hair of the dog, like that fizzy, you know, mm, or like mm. hydrolite and stuff. And it's mm. like, treat me like, like I want a Hilton that's like, we know you're going to be doing naughty things, but you're an adult and we don't want to know about it. Yeah, like, it's, I love decorum. a little bit of decorum. I love a little bit of uh, privacy. I love, yeah. I love no one knowing who I am when I walk in and out. I don't like them being like, Hey man, there he is. Room seven oh seven. How's it going? Exactly. Shit like that. Like oh. too familiar. Cut me some slack, man. I'm here to, I'm here to be private. I'm here to do my business and go. You know. It's like everything now. Like hotels have the personalities of human beings, and like companies and phone. Like all your technology is like, hey girl, blah 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 <laughs> blah. And it's like, that's not what I want. I want human beings to be like treating me like technology i don't know like i just i want <laughs> you want the impersonal i miss the impersonal yeah i want impersonal and mm. and like 
professional and stuff and I just, I don't know, I don't know. It's just all, everything has an attitude now and, like, that's what I don't like about those hotels. So that's all I have to say. Though I am glad that you don't have a dog called Slipper in there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and it it does feel nice to say to people that you're staying in a five-star hotel. That does feel, it's bragging. I don't really, I don't, like, they say they're five-star, but... I actually don't think they're five stars. Well, when you look around inside the room, you're like, there isn't much difference between this and any other hotel. It's like a lick of paint here and a wicker yeah. chair and there. Ikea, they have like an Ikea table that they've sanded yes. down. It's fucking, it's nice Kmart. That's all it is. Yeah. It's the nice part of Kmart everywhere you go. And But, you know, they've got stingrays, so I might, I might hit up stingrays tonight. Yeah, that, nice. That could be nice. Try and meet someone. Go um, around and ask for sips. <laughs> can I have a sip? See, see if you can get drunk off sips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to get drunk off sips tonight and and I want to get COVID-19 tomorrow. Oh, COVID-19 so young and cute. Yeah, honestly, I should probably wait for COVID-21. Like, yeah. You know, that's what I think. Because the age Especially gap like, is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> COVID 19s, like, they look like they're in their 20s, but if you talk to them mentally, they're still teenagers. Yeah, child. Mm. Yeah. It's, it is really, it's a really difficult barrier for me to cross, I think. But 20, COVID 21, even maybe yeah, COVID 26, I think that's okay. Yeah. 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 Sure. COVID 23. Yeah. Oh God, I miss being COVID twenty three. Oh no, I I like being COVID thirty four. Um, I think it's it's actually the best age to be, you know. Hmm. So yeah. I've got a problem here on my phone. Should I play it for us? Okay. Hi, Becky and Cam. Um, I woke up to my boyfriend the other day. He rolled over and he said, "Can I can I tell you a secret?" I said, "Yes." He said, I once pushed a cat off a really high ledge. I said, why? And he said, I, I don't know. And that was it. Does this make him a psychopath or just a really honest guy? Love to hear your thoughts. <laughs> Did you hear that? Um, yeah. Hmm. I'm appalled. Yes. Was that, so... was that, you say he was sleeping? Yeah, her boyfriend was asleep and then he woke up and said that he wants to push a cat off a really high ledge and then he went back I to sleep. Maybe he was just, like, it's possible he was just dreaming. It is possible, but also when we're in this state of, like, pure vulnerability and the brain is working at maximum capacity during sleep and the mm-hmm. subconscious is now the dominant mode... We are being our most honest sometimes. I, no, I don't think so because sometimes I wake up and I'm thinking the craziest things. Like, I, like sometimes I'll wake up and be like, "Sorry, I didn't, I didn't send the invitations," and like there are no mm. invitations, and I'm just but maybe that. But that's a you know, like the invitation stands for something, Becky. You know, as someone who's never studied psychology but who considers himself very astute and naturally gifted when it comes to. Um, the human mind and mm. symbolism. I think that mm. the invitations are symbolic of something else that you didn't do. Hmm. Hmm. 
So possibly this cat thing is like a, like a subtle way of saying I want to commit murder. Yeah, I want to know if she has a cat or if there was a cat, just a cat in his dream because I think if it's a cat that was in his dream that was perhaps um, being aggressive towards him or being mm. conniving or, um, mm. you know, and like maybe that could symbolise something, like a fear he has and he wants to get rid of it. But if there is an actual cat in the in the mix and he said that, I would be really scared because I have dreams. We have windows at my place and we're up quite, like, you know, pretty high. If if our cat fell out, it would die. Yeah. And Don't they, hang on, really? Had, I thought they land on their feet. Yeah, like if they fall off the couch. <laughs> <laughs> they can't just fall from any height. What? But really, I surely there's a limit. There's like a certain height where they can still land on their feet. Yeah, but and like I think four maybe stories up. Or something. No, 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 not if it fell out from here, he would hurt himself. Especially, my cat has been bred so. Every bit of instinct has been bred so far out of him. That's why he's so cuddly. That he mm. really doesn't know. He, he can't even sniff out. Like I'll put a treat two meters away from him. He can't sniff it out. Like he's really stupid. And I say that with love. But anyway, the point is like we've had a few close calls where like I've just left a window open and I find him standing on the ledge and it's fucking terrifying. And I dream about it. Like I often dream that I just get to him before he falls or whatever and it's so awful. Like I had a dream the other day that he fell and he was all mangled and like I had to find a vet and so – you know, if I'm having those dreams, it's like I don't want my cat to fall. I really don't want it to. But if he's saying he wants to push it off, it means he really does want the cat to die. Do you um do you think when your cat goes up to the ledge of an open window and sits on the precipice and looks out that it's being like like emo, like it thinks it's the main character of a movie and it's hoping yeah. that you see him? Yeah, I think he like he likes the fear that it it, it brings. He likes knowing um, that you'll go, no, and, like, run over and save him, and he's, like, yeah. in a dramatic moment for a second there. Yeah, he is. he's very moody when he looks out the window. He wants everyone to think that he's thinking about times past and stuff. Yeah, animals are so dumb like that. They really do think that they're tricking us <laughs> into they thinking think that they have inner lives. <laughs> they don't. I know. I know. Like, they, they always... Yeah, they're very they're very moody. Like they do, they really do think their life's a movie. I guess it would be because they don't really know any other yeah. animals. Everyone's like, looking at them all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the techniques that I was told to feed Slipper the dog during the week mm. was apparently if you put Slipper's food just straight from the bag into the bowl, she doesn't want to eat it. So you have to <laughs> pretend that you're cooking it on the stovetop. <laughs> so you have to like get her bowl put the biscuits in it and then sit it on the stove and like rattle it around like you're frying it or something oh <laughs> and then walk over to the cupboard and make it look like you're putting something on top of it and all that shit like some oh, garnishes yeah and then like walk it over and take it to its bowl and then it eats it oh my god like it's that's how and, ridiculous and you, and you have to put you have to put a little um, waiter's jacket on yeah. and, a, and a little um, – you have to put a, a tea towel over your arm. Yeah, yeah. And you have to have your arm behind your back and you say, dinner is served. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. 
they say, and then you they, come back and check halfway and say, how is everything? How is everything? <laughs> and then they get annoyed at you for interrupting their meal for a second. Yeah. They, um, they think they have their own little inner lives and their own little eccentricities and quirks. And it's just, they think they're interesting. And honestly, they're just... They're, they're just, just not. They're just not, you know. They don't have it. Yeah, I think that about my cat. I'm like, you think you're so smart and, like, interesting, but you <laughs> just we just play the same games again and again and, like, you know this feather isn't real, but you chase yeah, yeah, it yeah. forever and you get yeah. so fucking amped up about it. Like, <laughs> so how? what can you be thinking on that ledge? <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's no way you're remembering things from the past. Do you think they ever remember like a time where they didn't catch the feather and it was I wonder that stuff. Do they remember things or is it just like their brains probably don't operate like that? It's probably just little glimpses scary. of instinct like that's scary. scary, scary. That's nice. Yeah. So this g- girl who just called up, she said that her boyfriend said, I want to push the cat off the ledge. Yeah, so I which think Which makes there is... me think there is a cat in the relationship. That would scare me. You know, now this is really um, classified information and so much so that I can't say who it is. They told me not to tell, but I'm not going to say who it's about. Mm. Um, It is someone famous, but I'm not going to say who. But this is so crazy. She had a relationship with someone who was very controlling And he was trying to make her think she had a stalker. He kept like leaving knives in different places and like, you know, leaving notes and stuff. And it was apparently from this stalker. And then they found out it was him. And then also at the same time in the relationship, she had this dog that she really loved. Like it was her favorite dog. She was, you know, everyone knew she loved this dog. And he took the dog for a walk and he came home and just said, oh, it ran away. Oh. So everyone's like, it's he's done something to the dog because it's like, he he did the stalker thing and now it's like, he she he knew how much she loved the dog and he like was jealous of it and he just got he just killed it or something, or just let it run away. Oh, that's psycho. Isn't that insane? That's insane. So I'm, I'm just worried that this guy's gonna push this cat off the ledge. Yeah. In order to get well, hurt. I guess m- maybe we need to suggest to this girl that she break up with this Literally guy cat. maybe that's yeah. the I'm only solution leaving the dead of night get your little cat carrier yep and take yourself get out of there girl honestly take yourself to the qt and be spoken to in a sexually aggressive way yeah. by you'll feel not only desired wanted harassed rejected and annoyed <laughs> um and deeply ashamed of your sexuality and yeah and, and everything. But at least you'll um, be in a five-star accommodation and you'll be away from this schizo boyfriend of yours. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to know, isn't it? This one's hard without more information. He really could have just been sleep-talking and been confused. Like maybe he was in a dream where they were like, either you have to kill your girlfriend or push the cat off the ledge. Mm. And then he just wakes up and he's <clears> like, oh, push <throat> the cat off the ledge. Yeah. You know, we just don't know. And so like um, in, in, in saying that, if you can call back with more information, um, that would be helpful because I don't want to tell her to break up with him if, if it was actually an honest mistake. Uh, that's not very nice of you. And I'll just play devil's advocate and say, you got to leave him. You got to get out. And that's, that's me speaking 
not as a podcaster, not as a comedian, but as a um, staunch staunch defender of women and uh, a gentleman at the end of the day. At the end of the day, you are a gentleman. Um, you're not just a devil's advocate. You are a gentleman. Thank you. And mm. when you when you hang up your coat at the end of the day, mm. having been at the office all day advocating for the devil, yeah. you, you are a gentleman and you are an ally yeah. and you're a feminist and mm-hmm. um, thank you for that. That's okay. I take off my blazer, my devil's advocate blazer, and I pop on my yeah. gentleman fedora and I get to the real work. Yeah. What? How has work been, by the way, lately? Flat chat. Flat chat. Yeah. Yeah. Now more than ever, it's a great time to be in the business of being a, an ally and and, yeah. and a devil's advocate. Yeah. Well, that's what I was asking more so more um, mm. is, is the, the advocacy. How's how's Because you're pretty new there still, right? For four months or something? Yeah, four months as a devil's advocate. And it's been difficult because... For example, sometimes it clashes with my nighttime work, you know, you know, in the outside office hours, I'll be saying things like, you know, Louis CK is a bad guy. What he did was awful, whatever. Whereas during my day job, I'm saying, but he's very funny and Mm. he's a real artist and he's one of the, one of the greats. So yeah, Mm. it's, they do often uh, compete with each other. That's tough. And how is the devil to work for? Is he a good boss? Um, He's really mean. Is he? Yeah. I thought that maybe he presented as mean, but he was actually kind of a fun guy. Think the devil wears Prada and Mm. you're halfway there. Really? Yeah. Is the devil, can I ask something? Mm. Is the devil a woman? Uh, I don't really want to say, but. um, You've said enough. Yeah, I've said enough. All I'll say is uh, the devil looks, has a fantastic set of pins. That's all I'll say. Okay, interesting. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. Hmm. You know, I always thought that might be the case. Yeah. Well. And have you made, made Have you made any friends at the office? Like what? I've been trying like, to make friends around the office. Um, I've been trying to like start a um touch footy team. No one's really hmm. that into it. Um, I've been trying to say, hey, let's all go out for drinks and stuff, and they they're all busy. But then when I was driving home, I saw a bunch of them hanging out at Stingrays, and I thought. Maybe there's oh. maybe it's like a they're working on a case together or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, you yeah, you've I'm only sure. been there four months, I guess. Um, yeah. Just just wait it out and and see. Is it possible you're not advocating for the devil enough? Like, do you think <laughs> it is possible that my work as a as an ally is kind of not really going hand in hand with the advocacy? So. I might have to let mm. that go and just focus full time on advocating for the devil. Yeah, I think you should. Just because it just seems like yeah. a really good job, and I just don't want to see you lose yet another job. Yeah. Well, I, you know, right. don't let people, well, don't make people think that I lose jobs all the time. I don't lose jobs all the time. You. Well, you worked for God. You kind of <laughs> fucked that up because of I knew internal. You were yeah, well, that was like its own thing. That was like what? Well, I don't know. Like, I had some issues with, with the way that heaven was being run, and I had a few things to say about that. Can I just go into a workplace and kind of tell everyone that all everything's wrong, and like you know, and then and then you started claiming you're being bullied by the angels, and it's they like they were bullying me. They were bullying me. They kept taking off their halos and flinging them at me like frisbees. 
It was horrible. And Cupid, really? that little fat cunt, kept like shooting his little bows and arrows at me and they were stinging me. Mm. They stung. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just, it, it doesn't reflect well on you to be kind of going from job to job and, and rustling so many hmm. feathers. And, and you did rustle so did, the, the angels. I did do that with the angels, but they were, that was after I'd been being bullied, um, both cyber bullied and you know, physically bullied by these angels for a few months and I, I had to retaliate. You know that. You know that about me. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Well, you know. You know I support you and um I'm always here for you. But um Thank you. I guess the point is you owe me a fair chunk of coin after that yeah. period of no 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 employment. And I I just you know, devil. The devil's advocate. It's hard work, but it's honest work, and um, mm. I just, I really need that that money back. Yeah, I'm so. gonna get the money back to you. It's um, I don't get paid in actual money from hell. They pay me in, like, I get to torture people every now and then. So, um, what? Yeah, that's like part of the payment. So, if you ever want to come down and claim that six thousand dollars back in tortures, I can do that for you. Let's just talk about this off the pod. Yeah. Anyway, okay. we, we do have to wrap things up. We've got to go. Um, but um, um, thanks for thanks for talking to me, Becky. Thanks for talking to me too. I've missed. Sorry that. if this is low energy. I miss you too. I just I'm feeling really run down at the moment. Yeah. It's. I mean, is it still raining in Sydney? Um. It just cleared up now. Right. But I don't know. I just oh, I just feel so under the pump and. Like, everyone hates me. I'm having anxious, intrusive thoughts. <clears throat> no one hates you. Everyone loves you. We think you're great. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and next week, I'm still away. I'm in yeah. Melbourne all next week, so we'll... Um, Wait, when do you get back from Melbourne? The following Monday, I think. Ugh. Anyway, but we can Oops. hang out properly then. I'm in Melbourne on Wednesday during the day, but maybe we should get lunch or something. Yeah, I'll see how, how I'm going. Maybe we could meet at Nando's. Our local. Nando's on Burke. <laughs> all right. Thanks so much, Becky. Guys, keep coming out to see our live shows. We're touring a lot all around the country at the moment, and we love it when you guys are there. Yes, we love it. Keep coming. And um, Oh, yeah, you've got your Gold Coast show tonight. I'm there next week. Yeah, if anyone... yes. Go check out Becky's Gold Coast show next week going to be so fun i wish i was doing it the same night as you i would come watch you can't do that um i would watch you too <laughs> don't don't snitch on what i'm doing you little snitch. i'm not snitch. i didn't say anything thanks guys we'll talk to you later Bye. love you